In many ways, Caterpillar helped make Peoria what it is, and a man named Robert Gilmore Letourneau made Caterpillar what it is. In this episode of WCBU's history series, Postmark Peoria, WCBU correspondent Steve Tarter talks to former Peoria Historical Society president Mark Johnson about Letourneau, a.k.a. the Dean of Earth Moving. During his career, he was widely recognized as one of the most innovative uh, folks uh, in the industry. Uh, By the time he ended his career, he had over 300 patents. Many of the concepts you see in the earth-moving equipment industry today can be traced back to Letourneau's innovation. And he was here in Peoria, uh, you said, at at the behest of Caterpillar, correct? Well... Uh, yes, absolutely. And that goes back, we could focus on probably his most significant innovation and contribution to the earth moving industry, which was the cable control system to uh, raise and lower a bulldozer blade on the front of a track type tractor. And at one time, uh, just about all of the Caterpillar track type tractors being built in the East Peoria plant uh, were equipped with Letourneau's uh, attachment to control the uh, raising and lowering of the bulldozer blade on the front of the tractor. And so Caterpillar reached out to Letourneau, whose uh, factories were in California at the time, and convinced him to move to Peoria and set up a factory here in Peoria so that it would be much easier to uh, join his attachment with the Caterpillar machine. We're talking with Mark Johnson former president of the Peoria Historical Society, about R.G. Letourneau. What did they call him? What were the, because when he's in his day, was it R.G. or Mr. R.G.? Or what, what did they call Letourneau? Well, most people called him R.G. Uh, his first name was Robert, uh, but most people uh, out in the plants just referred to him as R.G. Uh, he was a very hands-on uh, friendly uh, type of guy. Uh, a few people are still around in Peoria uh, that worked at the plant when he was there. Uh, and he was just a, a very, very uh, interesting fella. Uh, he always carried uh, an envelope in his suit pocket. Uh, and if he'd come across something uh, that he thought he could improve as a manufacturing process or uh, on a design. He'd pull out his paper and pencil while he was on the factory floor and start sketching away uh, <laughs> to remind him when he got back to the office um, what his ideas were. Amazing. The other part about Mr. Letourneau, uh that's very significant, Steve. Uh, he was a very devout and committed uh, Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would offer uh, worship services in the factory available uh, to his employees. They could take time off from their jobs, come down and attend service. Uh, and he had an extremely unique approach to the profits from his company uh, relative to his Christianity belief. Uh, we all know about, uh, most everybody knows about the tithing process. Well, he did just the opposite. He donated 90% of his salary and profits from the company to his church and charitable causes and only kept 10%. Just just an astonishing story. Hmm. 
When was that, Mark? Uh, that was in 1935. So it was only 10 years after Caterpillar Tractor Company was established through the merging of the Holt and Best companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had started his uh, manufacturing facilities in California uh, in, in 1921. So it was not too long after he'd gotten started and uh, he moved to Peoria uh, and uh, purchased some property that used to be the old fairgrounds down along the river. Uh, today, folks in Peoria uh, would know that site as uh, where Komatsu uh, is operating in Peoria today. And he was a, you mentioned 300 patents with Turno. Uh, he was an innovator in so many ways. I mean, one, one reason that uh, people may have heard of his name is the, uh, the, the steel homes, correct? The Letourneau homes that he, what he made for employees. Is that, was that the, the, uh, the origin of that? Yes, you're, you're correct, Steve. When he first came to Peoria and, and set up his factories, uh, 1935, of course, that was still uh, in the depression years. And one of the things that his new employees would frequently remark to him as he went out and walked the factory floor, which he was prone to do, he was a very hands-on type manager, is that they were having a very difficult time finding affordable housing uh, in the Peoria area. Of course, many of these folks were guys that had moved here with their families uh, from Kentucky to Tennessee. Uh, down south, coming north to find work during the Depression. And in response to their uh, issues, you know, he decided, well, I I work with uh, steel and metal. I bet I could build small houses out of steel. And uh, he went to work and designed these uh, small steel houses uh, and began to manufacture them in the plant. Uh, they were very similar to what we would think of today as modular homes. Uh, and he built uh, about 160 uh, or so of these homes and sold them to, first to his employees, uh, but then later on made them available for sale to uh, anyone in the Peoria area. And if anyone wants to uh, check that out, I guess the Wheels of Time Museum in Peoria uh, has has a uh, a home there that they took from the uh, the site right the uh, the old uh, site that I guess they found that uh, the company was was going to Komatsu was going to uh, change them things around and they pulled it out of there and took it up to the to the museum site right uh, that's right Steve oh I would say it was probably seven years ago when this uh, that project first began the uh, Central Illinois Landmarks Foundation had been made aware by the uh, Komatsu uh, management that uh, they still had one example of these small steel homes on uh, within the factory grounds. It had never been sold. It had been used as a manufacturing office building for many, many years, but it had also been abandoned for many years. And they were going to uh, send it to the scrapyard to get the steel recycled. And as a result of uh, the commitment by the Central Illinois Landmarks Foundation folks, we developed a coordinated effort between uh, their people 
and the Peoria Historical Society folks and the people out at the Wheels of Time Museum uh, to salvage the building and restore it. And great thanks to the Wheels of Time Museum people because they offered uh, a site at their facility out in North Peoria, close to the Lake of the Woods area, uh, where the building could be moved and, and set up. And that's where it is today. That's former Peoria Historical Society President Mark Johnson speaking with WCBU correspondent Steve Tarter. Postmark Peoria is a co-production of WCBU and Mike Sable. If you want even more stories about Peoria history, subscribe to the Postmark Peoria podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or NPR One.